You're listening to The Doctor's Companion, brought to you by InStockTrades.com and DCBService.com. Welcome to another episode of The Doctor's Companion. I am Scott Corelli. And I'm still Matt Smith, but not that Matt Smith. <laughs> and we're from MindRobber.net, the home site of MindRobber Productions, where we talk about all the things on podcasts three times. Specifically so many times. this one. So many times. <laughs> the Doctor's Companion, where we talk about Doctor Who for real this time. Uh, and then uh, the Mind Robbers versus where we pick a show we love. We talk about it episode by episode. Currently covering Batman Beyond, soon to be Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. And then, of course, there's our flagship podcast, The Mind Robbers, where we talk about everything else. And if you like our shows, you should review them on iTunes. If you have questions, comments, concerns, email them to us, podcast at mindrobber.net. And if you want to start a discussion, find the post of this episode, leave a comment. Um, and then, most importantly, tell your friends. So today we're talking about Frontier in Space. This is the third attempt at recording this. It's going to be short and sweet. I apologize apologize to every one of our listeners. If you were expecting a long discussion, you ain't getting one. Um, (laughs) Sorry. Uh, It's bad enough that this is not going to sound fresh to uh, you guys because uh, we've already talked about this stuff. Um, It's just a technical snafu. Couldn't be helped. Out of our control. Um, and we have two other things to record tonight, so... Yes. Uh, so this is like the worst night for this sort of thing to happen. Um, okay, well, we're talking about Frontier in Space. Uh, why don't you tell all the nice folks at home what the background significance of Frontier in Space is? Yes, Frontier in Space it is the middle story of Season 10, which is John Pertwee's second to last season. Uh, significant because it's the 10th season of Doctor Who, and Barry Letts, as producer, looked about to try and have a good time with it. Um, he wanted to do something that was a little special that would be memorable. So he did something like The Three Doctors. He did a Robert Holmes story called Carnival of Monsters. And then he wanted to set a record. He wanted to tie, he wanted to make a story that was as long as Dalek's Master Plan. So he commissioned a story called, he commissioned a two part story uh, split into six episodes of Pop that would be as long as Dalek's Master Plan. Uh, and he wanted to do that just so that he could say that he had, I suppose, and uh, uh, brought in Terry Nation to write the Dalek half because he wanted the Daleks to be in it, Um, and then he brought in Malcolm Hulk to write the first half because he really liked Malcolm Hulk, and the first half would have the Master, and uh, Malcolm Hulk had written one of the Master stories, two Master stories, actually. He'd written Colony in Space and Sea Devils. So um, uh, he decided to do uh, Frontier in Space, and Frontier in Space ends up being just this legendary story about capture, recapture, uh, and it's just hilarious. Um, and it's also, uh, just to point out the final story of Robert Roger Delgado as the master, he was supposed to come back in season 11, but he died in a car crash in Turkey, 
uh, and wasn't able to finish out his run. So this is kind of like uh, his swan song, but not really. Like, it's not designed as a swan song. It's like a uh, de facto swan song, I suppose. It's um, an unfortunate swan song. Unfortunate. There you go. Uh, mm. And, uh, I mean, that's it. Uh, directed by Paul Bernard in his last story, who had previously directed Day of the Daleks and the Time Monster, uh, who, uh, one of which is, a, which is a, a, a master story. So he's got some experience. So, yeah. Great. All right. Before we move on, I want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by DCBService.com. DCBS is the site that lets you pre-order all your monthly comic book statues, action figures, and anything else you can get from a local comic book shop. You place your orders three months in advance with monthly discount specials up to 75% off, regular discounts of 40% off. Ship as often as you like with orders large or small as you like. You only pay $6.95 in flat rate shipping. Thanks to DCBService.com for sponsoring the show. Okay, so Frontier in Space... Um, this is definitely, uh, okay, so, so, you, you got six episodes of this, um, in each episode, uh, the Doctor and Joe get captured, uh, at least twice, um, it's usually a capture-recapture type of situation, um, so they get captured, they escape, they get recaptured, they escape, they get captured by other people, they escape, they get recaptured by those people, it's really ridiculous, um, <laughs> So that's 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 basically the story. Um what what basically happens is uh you've got oh you've got uh humans in the future and they are um they they're they, they there's these other this other race called uh draconians and they are uh they're like trying to find uh, peace not unlike the uh the the federation and and the klingons. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um, they're trying to find peace all the time, but never not really sure how to tackle it um, because things are so tense between them all. Um, and, uh, of course, uh, the humans, when when uh, the, the TARDIS lands on their ship and the Doctor and Joe show up, the humans are like, oh, hey, you must be working for the Draconians because that's the only thing that makes sense. And no matter how much the Doctor and Joe tell them that they're not, and guys – it's like half of this story. Whenever they're not, whenever they're not in a holding cell, they're telling people that they're not working for the Draconians. Um, uh, no one ever listens. No one ever listens. Even when they do a mind probe, they still don't listen. Um, it's so foolproof, and the guy literally just goes, "Well, he might have been fooling. Like yeah. he might have been yeah. just really epic." Yeah. So everyone is really paranoid and and constantly jumping to conclusions and it's really upsetting and and angry making. Um it's a very frustrating story mm-hmm. to watch. Mm-hmm. Um uh but I will say this, Draconians, great looking aliens. Oh yeah. So awesome. They kind of look like uh they look like coneheads with scales. Um mm-hmm. And it's just they look really cool. They're just really cool looking aliens, which is not something that I can say outside of the iconic aliens on Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them are very silly. Like the, a lot of the one offers are really silly, but the Draconians are just top notch alien design. Absolutely, top notch. Absolutely. Um, but uh, but yeah. So the Master ends up being uh, the person who is uh, is is. Pitting the two sides, the humans and the draconians, um, against each other. He's he's been the puppet master, uh, and then you find out that actually the master is working for the Daleks, and uh, the Daleks were puppeting the master to puppet them, um, uh, because yeah, why not? <laughs> um, yeah, so it's uh, it's it's 
like it's okay. So there's a part in this where where uh, Joe is is vamping to a security camera uh, in the way of a security camera to block it so that the doctor can escape from a cell. And I feel like that's kind of just this whole story. Um, <laughs> it's just really just six episodes of that in a lot yeah. of ways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So basically there's a part in this where uh, Joe is uh, – uh, there's like a single security camera in the master ship and they're in this cell. And so Joe like starts monologuing to herself supposedly to the doctor but the doctor is behind her so the camera can't see where the doctor's supposed to be so the doctor uses this opportunity to escape and the joe and joe just keeps talking and keeps talking and talking and talking and talking never stopping it's amazing um <laughs> it's amazing and it's and it's the kind of thing that you would see in doctor who now yeah. Um, which I think is really interesting. Like I could totally see that exact same scene playing out between like even between uh, uh, like Clara. I don't know. Yeah, I could see Clara, like totally Clara and, and Eleven. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and, and and I could see it between uh, uh, Ten and Donna too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a thing that t- would totally work in in a modern context, which I think is really interesting because that's another thing you don't see often in uh, classic Who. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think that's really really cool. Um, I also think this is like a proto Tom Baker story, which we seem to be getting a lot of in the last two seasons of John Pertwee. Definitely, um, where they're they're starting to be like, oh, this is probably what we're going to do next. Um, or, or at least it's the thing that the next guys were looking at in these last two seasons and saying like, oh, that stuff is cool and it's not like – it's not unit. So let's try and do more stuff like that. Yeah. Um, which I think is really cool uh, to see that evolving, that evolution of the show is just really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, uh, there's the whole like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest episode. Um <laughs> Where the doctor is uh, is sent to a, a moon colony prison camp, um, where everyone wears robes and slippers and drinks uh, drinks tea out of sippy cups, um, <laughs> and it's just it's just wonderful over the cuckoo's nest, where he like he even like finds b- friends in the in the uh, in the prison the prison camp that looks not unlike a mental institution, <laughs> and uh, he finds friends and they sort of like. Uh, come up with a plan to escape. Of course they do because they're captured, and that's yeah. all this is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of really fun moments, and I find that watching this in um, watching this the way that it's intended, which is like an episode at a time instead of just all at once, is uh, I think it does this story uh, a lot of justice that way. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and it's funny because like it is one of those things where. <clears throat> I watched it all every time that I watched it I've kind of watched it all the way through and I started watching this all the way through last night at like 10 o'clock at night and I was dead tired it was bad it was a bad idea but I managed to stay awake for the whole thing and the thing is that despite the fact that it is a huge time waster and it's just running in circles for about six episodes which is two and a half hours um, what's funny about it is it's also for all of that time it is very consistently incredibly entertaining like yeah which which is like the sort of thing that you can't always say about these sorts of stories and especially like I've never seen a story that is so vampy like this is literally just killing time until the Daleks show up like that's all this is and 
that it manages to keep everything so fun and exciting for six episodes is really uh, difficult. And I really admire Malcolm Hulk for being able to do that. I mean, that's his that's his superpower. Like that's what that's what makes Invasion of the Dinosaurs so much fun. Is like he can just he can just keep things going in really interesting ways for six episodes. Like very few other writers can. Like I don't even know if Robert Holmes does it as well. Um, just because this guy is given a nightmare brief and he just manages yeah. to make it work in all things. I mean, looking at it like and, and it and I think that your point about that scene with the prison cell on the spaceship with Joe and the camera is really apt because it's even like. Uh, it's even like lampshaded where the master just goes, I have one camera. It's right there. Don't do anything weird. And then they just use that <laughs> to just make, to just go, okay, well we know he's not watching us from this angle. And then they yeah. just kind of block the camera. And it's just one of those things where it's like, Malcolm Hull's like, I know I'm wasting your time. I'm going to have a lot of fun doing it. And sure enough, you have the weird thing where Joe has her back to the doctor. And it's just kind of talking to the security camera. And then you have a shot of the doctor in a spacesuit, And he just kind of waves at Joe. Goodbye. Yeah. Then she's not even, she's not even looking at him. Yeah. <laughs> and then he proceeds to escape outside of the ship, crawl around the ship to the other side of the ship. Go in and then get captured again, <laughs> because that's the that's the story. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's it's a lot of fun. I will say that there's a uh, there's a war games reference in this, um, which I was really impressed by until I found out that it's the same writer. <laughs> I was like, okay, you're just referencing your own story. That is the legendary uh, story that you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. You lose all your cool points at that point. <laughs> Uh, that that when when you were going over uh, the stories that he did on one of our previous recordings, um, <laughs> I when you said war games, I was like, oh well, there goes a street cred. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's funny. But uh, but yeah, this was uh, this is uh, you know, despite not a whole lot happening, it's 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 got a lot of fun moments. It's got a lot of really frustrating moments. Yes. Um, especially with the uh, with the humans. Um. Every every scene with like the human president is uh, uh, really frustrating. Yeah, really frustrating. Especially because you can um, kind of figure out what they want to do with her, but she ends up just coming off like a really weak person. Like, yeah, in a way where it's like she's like, I'm trying not to be weak. It's like, but all you're doing is being weak. Like you're not doing anything. Like you're not. You're just kind of yeah. sitting around, and it's yeah. not. It's not effective. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. 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 Um, indeed. But uh, but I mean I love what I love about it too is it it paints a really great picture of the of like this world like and the reason why the Tom Baker comparison is apt is because like this is the closest I think Doctor Who has ever come to just spa- straight space opera like it's just big aliens and and tons of flying around and just space and it feels yeah. weird to be a poetry story. Um, even though it kind of fits in that ethos, but it is one of those things where it just, it doesn't feel like anything else. And it's really just refreshing to see and it's exciting and it's fun and it's just like big. Like it's just so big. Like by the, by the time you hit the second episode, you have like a, an intergalactic war, the like po- political intrigue. You have the draconians doing my favorite thing in the world, which is the draconians and the humans are on the brink of war. And the doctor is considered to be a draconian spy and the earth and the humans have him. And then the draconian dude is like, we want to talk to him. And they're like, but we can't talk to him because they're the human spy. The humans won't give him to us. And they're like, well, why don't we just pretend that he's going to be like, let's just have the, the humans move him. And then we will all just like 
bum rush the humans, attack them, and steal him back and find out what he knows. And the draconian ambassador is trying to prevent war at this point. It's just like, yeah, let's just open fire on the humans. Whatever. <laughs> like, stupid. Like, so stupid, but so much fun. Um, yeah. So much fun. And there's nothing like watching, like, the action sequences of this where, where Pertwee's, like, running around dodging gunfire and, like, yeah. so much gunplay in, like, a really exciting way. It's just, it's so much fun. It's just, yeah. it's so great. Um, yeah. And so much capturing, too. Like, oh, my God. So much capturing. So, so much capturing. In the, in the first episode, it's a cargo ship. In the second one, it's two different embassies. In the third one, it's a prison colony on the moon. In the fourth one, it's the the master's spaceship. In the fifth one, it's on a planet. Which, like, uh, Joe, they put you in a cell that is made of soil. Like, the ba- the bottom is soil. Do you really think they don't <laughs> expect you to break out? They give you a spoon. Like, for real. Like, <laughs> come on. Come on. What's uh, going yeah. on? Uh, yeah. All right. Well, before we uh, before we wrap up, this is a reminder that today's episode is brought to you by InStockTrades.com, where you can purchase any paperback, hardcover, omnibus, or absolute edition at thirty five to forty five percent off. Plus, new release specials are fifty percent off every week. And remember, all orders over fifty dollars get free shipping. And thanks to InStockTrades.com. And uh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, told you it was going to be short. Um, uh, next week we're going to cover uh, David Tennant again. Uh, this time with uh, Planet of the Dead. We're also going to cover Spore, the Eighth Doctor ebook. Um, so we'll be covering that next week. Uh, what, what do we got on the other side of that? On the other side of that, we're doing uh, The Crotons, which is a second Doctor story. Uh, I cannot wait to watch that. Oh, my God. By Robert Holmes, the first Robert Holmes story. Uh, and then uh, the Ninth Doctor story, Father's Day, and his ebook, which I don't remember the title of, but does sound really cool. And then uh, Modern Undead, which is the Fifth Doctor story. Um, awesome. We're, we're really close to that countdown. Like, we're really close. Yeah. We got we two are. more, and then it's starting. Woo! That's really exciting. So exciting. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, in the meantime, you can follow me on Twitter, twitter.com/scottcarelli. Also, Scott Commentary, where I'm going to live tweet something eventually, as soon as I have time. <laughs> I don't know when that's going to be. Uh, um, we'll also check out our other podcasts, uh, the Mind Robbers, where we talk about lots of things, things we've been watching, uh, things we've been reading that sort of thing um and then uh and then the mind robbers versus where we're doing uh, batman beyond shortly going into justice league justice league unlimited and then um that's also where we do all of our uh movie reviews like in-depth movie reviews of stuff that we want to talk about uh the last one we did was the world's end and it was almost two hours um but we had a lot to say about it uh we kind of gushed sorry yeah um i actually i'm not sorry i don't care um (laughs) it was awesome uh so yeah go listen to that uh matt where can people find you you can find me on twitter twitter.com slash gungan and also my alternate twitter account twitter.com slash gd commentary where i live tweet things like scott said sometimes the oc it's back intermittently i don't know i was bored one day it's so good it was fucking so much fun so much discussions of the poor so much discussion of the poor um uh, the OC. The OC. The OC. Uh, also, classicalgallifrey.blogspot.com, which is my Doctor Who blog, which is where you can find very much an in-depth coverage of Frontier in Space, uh, which I believe I covered. I'm pretty sure I'm 90% I'm the one who covered that one. So uh, if you're interested in just a really long deconstruction of it, uh, that one. Do that. It's good. All right. It's great. All right. Well, we'll see you next week with uh, David Tennant and the Planet of the Dead, and hopefully it'll be a longer episode. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>